is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Um, let's pray, shall we? And then I'll introduce myself and we'll, we'll move in. And I'll just repeat exactly what Karen said a minute ago, because we didn't share notes. Um, So, Father, we just ask for your blessing on this time together. Lord, that we would know more of your creativity in our lives and our expression. And, Lord, the way that we share your love would be creative as you are creative yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, The first thing I want to start with, and just because... Oh, fine, I better introduce myself. My name is Murray Golder. I'm the pastor at Trinity Baptist Church. It's lovely to be here this morning. Woo, go us. We're great, aren't we? Um, And it's great to come together and worship, isn't it? Now, you're going to notice this is going to be interactive this morning. I can't stop from encouraging you to be part of something. Okay, so if I ask you to do something, are you going to do it? Okay, you say that now, but when I say it, will you actually do it? We'll wait and see. Okay, so this morning's all about creativity. And I need you to know, I need you to know that the Bible like a huge parenthesis at the front and the end, is completely creative. It's all about creation. So God starts at the beginning. I'm going to go this way, but your beginning is that way. At the creation end, God said, the, the first few words of the Bible are, in the beginning, God created. Okay, the first verb in the first book, in the first sentence, in the first part of the the, the, you, the Old Testament, which is the first part of the Bible, is the, the verb create. So God creates, and that's why we're here today. And at the very end, if you go to Revelation, the picture of John is the new heaven and the new earth. You know what I mean? God's recreation of the original creation. So that's me. I've gone off on one already. I haven't even started. Um, so really, what I want to do first, I'm going to talk about a creative God. And I really want you to be part of this. Now, I love interaction. I really do. Now, I sat for probably about four decades in church, and I was never asked to get out of my seat once. I mean, how off is that? No preacher ever said, we'd like you to be part of the sermon this morning. No one ever said that. Isn't that rubbish? And you're probably the same. You're probably thinking, I've heard a million sermons. I know where this is going, and I don't like it. I like sitting in my chair. Now, one of my ladies at the back, she said, Murray, why don't we have chairs like this at Trinity? And I was like, yeah, because I I know how easy it is for you to fall asleep in a normal service. That's why we're not getting, no, Trinity, no chairs like this. No, thank you. No, we're all right. Right, okay. So what I want you to do is I want you this morning to find your creative level, okay, to define what Karen was talking about. You know that mum's sheets over tables. This is a tent, child. It's a castle. Be whatever it is, you know. Here's your dinner. Look, I made that smiley face. You know, all that stuff. I want you to find your creative level. Okay? Now, okay, this is where it begins. It begins here. Okay, number 10. Right here, right next to me. This would be Michelangelo. That's the artist, not the turtle, for all you. And you know. So Michelangelo on steroids would be standing here. Okay? Next to him would be God, the creator. Okay, so you're not going to be number 10. Okay, I'm guessing that. I know some of you are really creative, but it's still not going to be a number 10. So somewhere along this line, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Okay, zero. No, nobody going to be at zero because that means you're dead, okay? 
That means you're dead. Dead people stand here, all right? So no dead people here. Number ones and upwards I want. Right, okay, go. Everybody up. Everybody up. Come on. Assessing your head. How creative am I? On the screen's going to come a list of stuff, random stuff, that you could be creative with. Mr. PowerPoint man, next slide. <clears throat> Mate. Hey, man, you're not dead, man. You're not dead, man. You're one. You can add up sums, can't you? Okay. I'll give you that. Okay, random creativity. There might not be enough space. Somebody's going to have to stand in God's spot here, and we'll move number 10 up to here somewhere. Okay, this is number 8 now. You're going to have to move round further. Okay, talk to your neighbour. What are your neighbour? You're going to say to that person, Oh, I thought you would be a three. What are you doing up at seven? I never knew. Hey, what do you mean you're number one? I always thought you were brilliant at stuff. What stuff have you done? Have you? Can you whistle? Can you paint? Can you dance? Can you hop on one leg? Are we there yet? Are we nearly there? You know, I love creating chaos in church. I love it. It's brilliant. Okay, all your low numbers, come around a bit. Come around. Pretend you're a, pretend you're a low number. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just avoid zero and one round here. Okay, they, they don't exist anymore. Come on round. Come on. And all your high numbers, come in. Come in. We, we've limited it to number eight over here, number nine. I love how, how creative you guys are. And how non-creative you guys are. There seems to be a, a man theme at both ends of the spectrum. <clears throat> okay, so what, what I was want, hoping to look at, I was hoping to look for people that were emerging. Now, I thought, in my innocence, I thought that at the top end of the scale would all be younger people. Okay? Just be, now, now, I'll tell you why. I'll tell, I'm not saying they're not young. Okay, I'm not saying he's not young. I, I assumed wrong because younger people have less. And younger people, they always say, you know, I'll give it a go. I'll try it. I'll try anything. Stuff. Whereas when we get older, it's not working, is it, very well? When we get older, we, we limit ourselves and we hold ourselves back, don't we? And we say, I've tried that once. I'm never going to do that again. Thank you. Do you want it off me? Or? No, no. No, it's okay. okay. Um, so I want you to look to, the, uh, look to the person on your left and your right. Remember that person. And I want you to, to think later on when we get to coffee and refreshments, find that person and say, you know, talk to me about your creativity. How come we're so similar in our creative uh, index number? How come that happened? And look around the place. Look around and see people. See them and say, oh, Ben, I never knew you were a number one. You're barely existing creativ creatively. When your mum's up there in the middle somewhere, there she is, there look. And dad's further up, look. So, it's, oh, I don't believe it. No, he's, he's, he's getting the feel of this. So look around, see people you know, and you can examine them later. Okay, husbands and wives, okay, this is a chance for you uh, over lunch today to say, darling, I never knew you were so creative. Shall we get that spare room painted now then? 
or whatever. Encourage your partner. Encourage your family members to get stuck in creatively. Right, okay. Thank you so much. This has been an experiment. We'll never repeat it again. It'll give you something to talk about for weeks to come. But I, I, look, I'm, I'm right in the middle. I'm right in the middle. And the problem with the bell graph is that most of us do end up in the middle because we're never sure how creative we actually are. So what's it all about then? What's it all about? Well, perhaps the, the most important question that arrived this week throughout this uh, arts festival was the question, am I creative? Or another way, can I be creative? And that's for the people who thought they weren't creative. They're saying, I'm, you're, you're asking me to do this. I've never done this before. Why do you think I can do this? And this week, what, as Karen has said, the, the video has shown, uh, people have taken time to explore what is possible for them, trying out new expressions of art. John Blundell's um, art workshop, uh, sketching cubism, people trying things they've never tried before. The dance workshop, you saw that craziness on screen. Pete is actually involved in everything because he's, he's the, the intern. He just started at Trinity as an intern. So he, unfortunately, with the, that kind of job, means that he has to do everything. And I'm really thankful. It meant I could be at home with the kids when Pete's prancing around like a crazy person. So thank you so much, Pete. We'll get to what Pete's doing in a minute. Um, but it's great to try things out, isn't it? And how often do we pull ourselves back and say, I'm going to stick with the safe. I'm going to stick with, stick with what I know and the comfort of the ordinary instead of reaching out for something greater. I was uh, trying to find a video this, for this morning. I failed uh, dismally. But one of the, the, the videos that was on my shortlist, it had as its title, Find Out How Awesome You Really Are. It was very American, and I thought, it's not going to work this morning. But I just thought, that's amazing, isn't it? God thinks you're creatively awesome, where you think you're creatively rubbish. And it's good to try and find out how creative God has made us to be. Try and uh, find out what it is God can do through us. And in order to answer those big questions, I want to go where Karen went. I'm going to say everything that Karen said this morning. We should have uh, talked. We, you know, we do lie in the same bed, live in the same house. Our offices are right next to each other. But she said to me this morning, right, this is a secret. She said to me this morning, I said, what are you going to say, love? I don't know. Just whatever comes into my head, you know. Not really going to prepare anything. And I'm like, I can't believe it. She's standing there. I'm like, what? That's all my stuff. Anyway, never mind. So um, this morning we're digging into Genesis 1. Genesis 1, um, like I said before, it's the, the basis of all creation. And we're going to look at um, what creation actually means from Genesis chapter 1. Because one of the many things that happens in Genesis 1 is that it helps us to explore the very nature of God. Because what's the first thing uh, we see, as I said earlier, it's the word create. In the beginning, God created. And that's uh, one of the fundamental things to realize about our almighty God is that he is creator. Everything that you see, everything you smell, everything you touch, everything you hear had its beginnings with God, was brought into existence by God. The very notion was perfected by God before we even existed. Somebody looking for something. Oh, probably Karen. <laughs> it's usually Karen. 
Anyway, we'll carry on. So, what I realize is that we will never understand or be able to replicate the creative powers of Almighty God. That's because through our human lens, the creative process is one of progression through failure. Okay, you've all watched Dragon's Den. You know what that means. person walks in. Aye, right. How can we help you this morning? Um, well, I've got this really fancy gadget, and I've just ima- imagined it into existence. It's great. Oh, you've got the figures there for me. Well, I don't really know anything about business, but uh, this is brilliant. So the dragons check it out. No, that's rubbish, mate. That's rubbish. I'm out. And they go through the whole line. They're all out because they haven't gone through enough processes of it. It's not good enough. And that's what we think it's all about. There's a great quote by um, Thomas Edison. He says, I've not failed. He said, I've just found a thousand ways that don't work. And that's our, that's our idea of what it means to create. Because that's what we've got. We, we've got an imperfect creation going on inside us. And so we, we're working things out. And so the, the iPhone that you hold in your hand, it's probably the millionth recreation of that possible device because Steve Jobs knew that you're not going to be happy with number one to 500. He knew that that's the one that you would throw in the bin and go over to Samsung. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, or whatever, or whatever. Um, but it's all about this creative process in our minds. But when we look at God, we see that God is perfect. So when God imagined things, he didn't say, oh, that'll do. He says, no, that's good, like Karen said again. But that's good. No, that's, that's really good. That is my perfection in creation, in action. Now, I don't want to dwell on that really. Instead, I want to focus on what we see in Genesis 1. God at work is God creating. God pours out his nature, and this is the result. We are the result, unlike the trees, unlike the animals, unlike the birds and the seas, we know our outcome was different because our creation was inspired by God himself. Do you know that? Do you know that, church? Do you know that your creation was inspired by God himself? You are here in the image of God. Genesis 1.26, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground yes we are in charge come on better respect for those in charge but actually we are in the image of god in the likeness of god what an amazing privilege to bear god's image now some people don't bear that image particularly well You know that. You look around. I'm not saying in this room. It's obviously those outside that have got the problems. Um, Now, we've got it as well, haven't we? We don't do that well sometimes. We struggle bearing the image of God. But when we ask ourselves the question, am I creative? You need to look into your creative DNA. You need to look and see what God has placed in you. Because the creative genius of God has been hardwired into your being whether you like it number ones or whether you know it number nines or you're thinking about it number fives you know wherever you are on that spectrum god has hardwired creativity into your being 
It's quite hard, isn't it? It's quite hard to think like that because I don't feel it sometimes. I'm not particularly creative. Um, I was sitting there during this arts week and I kind of have to force myself to do real hands-on art stuff. And I'm sitting there in between Pete, who's a fantastic artist, and Anna, who's also a fantastic artist. I'm sitting between them, right? And they're like pretending they're not artists at all. And I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm giving it paint on this bit of paper. Oh, look at this, this is great. And they're looking at me and they're going, oh, yeah, that's, that's really good. But it wasn't, it really wasn't. Anyway, I'm self-critical, but thank you for not, not mentioning it. That was, that was, thanks, Pete. Appreciate that. He's my encouragement. That's great. I like that. But, so we may not feel it sometimes. We may struggle to think of ourselves as being creative in any way, shape, or form. But because God has made you, he has created you. You are created and you are creative. And because of that, any artistic expression that's coming out from you is you revealing God in your lives. That's why my list of stuff was so broad. Because I wanted it to encompass everybody. I wanted it to be everybody be able to say, yeah, I've, I've done one thing on that list. I say I'm not creative, but actually I can do some of that stuff that you're saying as uh, crazy as it might have been. Now, I was brought up by parents who were very much into numbers. Woo! Go the mathematical, logical people. Yeah! And so my dad was an accountant. My mum was a bookkeeper. And so it followed that the children would kind of do that same stuff. My sister went to university to study mathematics. And I was the, I was the last child. I was the third child. So I'm like, what am I going to do then? No pressure. No pressure, you know have to become a human calculator. And I was like, I don't conform to that model. In fact, I ended up running away to engineering because that seemed a bit kind of semi-creative and semi-logical kind of at the same time. It still wasn't a fit. I was there for a few years and I was like, you know, I don't like this at all. There's some engineers here and they're like, yes, we love engineering. We're great at engineering. And that's great. But I was not that at all. And it's taken me three decades to realize that I'm, I'm more creative than I was ever allowed to be as a child growing up, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this, she'd be like, oh, son, oh, I would have let you be creative. I would have done. Um, but hey, that's just one of those things, isn't it? Because we, we allow our children to follow in the path that we've went on because for us, that's the, the easiest route. And we can help them with that because we've walked that path before. If they say, I want to go this way, Dad, you're, you're like, oh, I don't know what's over there. I don't have any experience of that. I'm not that comfortable with it. But it's hard then. It's hard for your parents to understand where you're going if you're not going in that same direction. God has left that creative mark on our lives. And it's up to us to try and look for it, uh, to try and find what it's like. Now, I was going to do another experiment now, uh, but I don't think I'm going to now. Karen's going to do something. Because she mentioned something. I, I was going to do something. She said, that's just too wacky. You can't do that. Um, so she came up with a better idea. And she said, you do it. And I said, no, you do it. And she got angry. But she's going to do it anyway because she's lovely. <laughs> yeah, so two minutes before we came out, he said, I really want to get everyone doing something creative. Hey, can I just say to them, be creative? And I said, no, you can't. That's not fair. And so we're going to do something, but I'm going to help you do it. And this is something from... My old guiding days. So there Woo! we're going, round the campfire. Just imagine yourselves. And I'm going to split you into four, and we're going to become a washing machine. So if we come over here. So everyone up to this line here. So if you're Mary and that side, Mary gives a wave a minute. 
that's Mary. So, and Alan, you're that side. So that's number one. That's group number one. You guys are group number two. Kaz, you're in two. Yep. This group here. Uh, oh, it goes up. And number three. And then, every, oh, you're going to have to be loud. These people here are number four, okay? So, number one, <laughs> you are going to make the sound curly, whirly, bubble, bubble, curly, whirly, bubble, bubble. Can you do that? I'm glad you came to church this morning, aren't you? Ready? <laughs> you ready? Curly, whirly. Brilliant. Right. The next one, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head now. The next one is, oh, I know, it was whoosh, 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 whoosh. Thank you. Well done. We're thinking, no, you're not allowed to think about labour at this point, you realise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> let's, not, let's not start that one off. <laughs> the next one was... Might be hoping it's a wish. The <laughs> next one was... Bob, 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 Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Bob, 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 Well done. And the last one... You know they're never going to invite us back again, you know that. The next one was... Oh, try it. Just give, let them try it again, just once, and then... Okay, right. Number one, are you ready? Curly, whirly, bubble, bubble. Hang on and wait for it, Alan. <laughs> That's not even your section, Alan. <laughs> yeah, it is. One, two, three, go. <laughs> See, they've got it. They're great. They've got oh, it. Brilliant. Well, number two. Brilliant. There was somebody wanting to be a number four there, I think. <laughs> number three. Brilliant. And number fours. Brilliant. Some, some actions going on there too. Fantastic. Right. Okay. So we're putting the load in. This is what you do with the kids. Okay. So if you need something at home, you get them. You get them to carry their, their washing. And you say, we're going to go to the washing machine. Open the door. Put it in. Press the button. And... Whoosh. Curly whirly. <laughs> keep going, keep going, ones. And go down. I have to say, I think the guides were better at it. <laughs> so it kind of sounded a bit more harmonious when we did it as 10 year olds. But oh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for doing that. I want you to ignore the next slide that comes up that says there was a prize of chocolate for the best team. Just ignore that. You never read that. There is no chocolate. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there might be. There's going to be cakes afterwards. It's all right. John's got cakes, so we're fine. Um, now, I just want to remind you that our God is amazing, right? We talked about the creativity of God. I just want to show you two things. When you go microscopic, God's creation is amazing. Is it going to work? Look at that, of a crystalline form, a.k.a. snowflake type thing. Okay. Yeah, thanks for that. That's, that's cool. Except that one, because it goes, does the same thing <laughs> over again. But that's cheating, really. Okay, but then when we go massive, okay, we go to the universe. What does that look like then? Wow. See... In some ways you think, oh, that's just a random universe type shot. But 
But there's something about it that looks very kind of, it's almost like fingers, isn't it? God's fingers on the universe. Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> Woo! So it's, I, I love to look around. I, I was with um, a chap yesterday, and he, he looks at the world in a totally different way. We were out on a photography walk, and he was like, oh, oh we're going to look at these themes and look at what's above you, what's below you. Look at groupings of things and textures of things. And, oh, I love paint peeling off doors, and I love and run down buildings and plants in and all unobvious places and so he looks at the world a completely different way he's looking for pattern where we would just walk by and say look at that's decay and uh, he was seeing it in a totally different way and when we look around at, at God's creation when we look around at what God has made what we often if not always see is we see regularity what we see is almost the fingerprint of God on things that have been created if you've ever heard of uh, Louis Giglio have you heard of Louis Giglio songwriter um, kind of dreamer. Um, if you've ever bought Matt Redmond's Face Down DVD, did you ever buy that? About 50 million years ago when I was young. Um, the DVD had a couple of talks on it by Louis Giglio, who goes into this kind of the awesomeness of gods. And so if you've got that at home and you've never watched it, have a look at some of those talks. Um, he, he wrote a book called, I can't remember it. It's, it's hard to describe what it was like. Sorry, I'm joking. It's called Indescribable. You're right. Um, so if you find that book, I got it free on uh, Kindle a few weeks ago. If it's still free, get hold of it. Because what he writes and the pictures that he shows are amazing. It's just to get a handle on who got it, the awesomeness of our God. It's just brilliant. So if you look at um, the, the lengths that God has gone to, to create you and to create me and to create our environment, it's just amazing to think of that creation. And just to try and bring it home into your own life and work out this morning what that means for me. What does that mean for me? What does that look like for me? Now, I understand your concerns about being creative, especially if you're in the lower half of the spectrum here. Whoever you are, that random number one. Um, this morning, what I wanted, I wanted to bring Pete. And I, I must say, I must commend my dear friend Pete because he did not want to do this. Now, I didn't force him just because he's the intern. I didn't say, you must do this. It's part of your job, mate. Um, I just begged him, basically. And uh, I, so I had to pray for him and release the gifts of God in him this morning, just, just so that he could um, show you what it means to be an artist, even in a kind of live environment. You've seen he's just getting on with it. Because I, I want him to be a kind of living example of what it means to embrace creativity. Now, that might not be what your creativity looks like. You know, putting the right color socks on on the same day, that might be your creativity. You know what I mean? But just embrace what it means to be creative. When we start talking about creativity in the Bible, there's a, a fantastic name that comes up, and it's the name Bezalel. Anyone heard of Bezalel? Okay. Now, if you were Jewish at this point, you would say, oh, I've heard the name Bezalel because Bezalel is the name of the creative arts center right in the middle of, of Jerusalem because the Jews take art very seriously. And Bezalel, he was just, well, actually, he was the guy who's responsible for um, the Raiders of the Lost Ark, basically. That movie could not have existed without Bezalel because he's the guy who put into physical reality the, the ideas of God about what the whole tabernacle looked like. Now, you, you read Exodus 30 
to the end of Exodus. And you will get the blueprints of God for building the tabernacle. Now, I've done this with a Bible study group of, of kids once. We built a scale model of the whole tabernacle. Rawr! Go us! We were great. It was brilliant. These kids loved it. It was all kind of mathematical. You know, it's all got sizes. We had to work out what a cubit was before you could start it because the cubit is 13, 16 inches. It's buried. Who knew that? Who knew that? Right, so Bezalel, he's all about creativity. Now, we know in, in life there's always someone who's really, really gifted at everything. Do you know those kind of people? You know, they're good at sports. They, they can sing. They can play an instrument, probably quite a few instruments. Um, they can dance in time to the music. They probably wear really nice clothes. And they're probably quite popular. And they're probably quite creative as well. And you're sitting there going, I can't do anything. I'm so rubbish. But they're brilliant. And Bezalel, he's one of those guys. But he didn't start out as one of those guys. He started out like you and me. <laughs> I'm classing you like me now. Like, really not that creative. Um, so Bezalel, he started out. And, it, and God said, Exodus 31, God said, this is the guy I'm going to use to do everything that is creative here. But it's not going to be enough that he does it on his own. I'm going to have to fill him with the Holy Spirit. And that was in the days when the Holy Spirit was not being poured out. I mean, we are in a unique position. Because when we receive Christ, do you realize the words that God uses? We are recreated. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. God has recreated us. The old is gone, the new has come, to use Corinthian language. We have been recreated. We are children of God. God has poured out his spirit into us. Okay, we've got all those advantages that the Old Testament didn't have. So Bezalel was quite unique in the fact that God said, I'm going to pour my spirit out into you. And I'm going to allow you to express through my eyes what uh, the spirit can do. So Exodus 35, um, it, it says there about Bezalel, it says, um, I'm going to give him knowledge with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. And I'm going to give them a helper as well. Uh, and I'm going to give them the ability to teach others as well. And I'll fill them with skills to do all kinds of works as engravers, designers, embroiderers in blue, purple, scarlet, yarn, and fine linen, and weavers. And they'll be skilled workers and designers. Now, that's quite a list of skills now, if any of you has ever tried to master one of those skills, you'll know how long it took to be a good carver or uh, working with wood. But would you then say, you know, I've, I've done wood. I'm going to go to embroidery now. <laughs> Walk over to the other side of the haberdashery aisle and start, you know, start your fine stitching. That's not usually how it happens, is it? The guy who's doing the wood stuff usually get really huge wood carving hands. But the lady... I'm saying lady, I'm being sexist here, but the lady who's doing the, the stitching has usually got very fine fingers to do that fine needlepoint. That was Pete on the video doing the, making the, the sewing, but I don't know, just point that out. Um, but it wasn't like that for Bezalel. God said, I can make you do everything. You're going to be the do everything guy. You're going to be gifted in everything. And that's because the spirit of God came on him. And you've got to realize that we are that person now. God has put his spirit in us to do amazing things, things beyond what we can imagine or conceive even. And what we, I want you to realize this morning, and what I want to ask you this morning, a big question this morning is, what are you going to do 
with the gift that God has given you. And I realize we all have different gifts. Now, you might be looking at Pete going, I'm never going to touch a paintbrush. But you might know what other gift God has given you. And so this morning, whether you're creative or not, whether it's about creativity in that way or not, I want to encourage you to take hold of the gifts that God has given you, to challenge yourself to do more with uh, what you have, um, to, to look at that gift that God has given you, to find out what that gift is, to hone that gift, sharpen it, be useful for God uh, to build up the kingdom. It's the, the short form of the message is really to be a Bezalel, just to take that spiritual infilling and practically work it out uh, in your life and those around you. I want you to realize that you were created to be creative. Good, thank you. Um, so what does that mean? It means test your gift. Find out what, what gifts that God has given you. Realize your potential. Don't settle for what you've got now. Don't settle for the ordinary. Practice and seek God to get to the extraordinary level. And whatever your desire of gifting, whatever you've got, whatever God's given you, use that gift. Use it in the context of the church. Use it in the context of life. Allow the love of God to show, to shine through you, through the gifting that you've got. God wants you to be released today. As God said to Moses, when Moses went and said, I don't know what to do here. I can't be the mouthpiece of God. I didn't realize how angry God got with Moses when Moses said, I will not, I will not allow the spirit, the spirit filling of God to be worked out through me. God got really angry. Now you find that passage later. When God says to Moses, he says, what is in your hand? And basically saying, take the gift that I've given you and use it. And if you don't use it, do you think God's going to be happy with that? think God's going to be happy with second best? I don't think so. He really wants to use you. You are useful for God. You are his creation. He has chosen you. The Bible's full of wonderful words. You've been adopted into the family of God. You are chosen. You're a child of God. You're grafted into the vine. You're part of God's family. And God says, I've made you as you are for a purpose. And I want to use you to fulfill that purpose. If you don't know what that purpose is, find it out. If you do know what it is and you're suppressing it, then come on, let it go. Let it go. Oh, no, don't go there. <laughs> you can't help it. There's certain things that just start you off, isn't there? So what this, I want to do this morning, okay? Um, I'm sure we've got a bit of time for ministry, have we? David, I'm just looking at you. Yeah. Um, I'd love to, to see you receiving prayer. To, to either be released into some kind of gifting or if you already know your gifting and you're, you're trying to work out what it means to express that, we'd love to pray for you to be released onto the next stage of what that means, okay? And it, it all follows into what we've been doing this week, Arts Week, you know, sitting there challenging people. Try this, you've never tried it. Okay, try it. Oh, look at that. Who knew? It's all part of that releasing yourself, allowing yourself to do something more creative. Okay, so I'm not quite sure how to do this. Do you have a prayer team or ministry team or leadership team? Or, or the easiest way would be just to, to talk to the person next to you and 
pray for the person next to you. But you might want more than that. So if you desire to be prayed for um, by um, the leadership team or the prayer team here, then please come forward. We would love to pray for you. More of you, Lord. If you don't feel comfortable coming all the way down the front, if you want to just pray with the person next to you, we're going to give you five minutes. Perhaps the, the worship team would come and, and, um, and lead us while we pray and minister with each other. Is that okay? Is that okay? Not too challenging. I could get you all down the front. I love that, but um, we're not going to do that. Let me pray as, as these guys come up. And as you begin to pray for each other, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your creative nature. Lord, we thank you that you've made us the way we are. And Lord, sometimes we don't know ourselves very well. We don't know what gift you've put within us. And so we're asking, Lord, for release this morning. We're asking you, Holy Spirit, to come and to speak those words into our mind. Show us what it is you've gifted us for and what purpose you've created us for. Lord, we just want to know more of you. We want to be released into what you have for us. Lord, that we can operate in the supernatural so that we can, Lord, allow your spirit to flow through us. Allow people to see your hand at work in our lives. Lord, we need you this morning. Lord, we are part of you and we want to express ourselves through you. So we pray, Lord, you'd be with us and help us to do that. Help us to to work your purposes through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.